Okay, folks, Andrew Bolt Bros here. I want to talk about the victory we got against the Vikings. Some good, some bad. Definitely a heartbreaker and a heart attack all at the same time. We got the dub, though, folks, so let's get into it. Bolt Bros! Okay, folks, always like and subscribe if you do enjoy the content. I'm Andrew Bolt Bros. So let's talk about uh, the game. Herbert balled out. Uh, very exciting. Uh, did a great job. Uh, 405 yards, 40 for 47, three touchdowns. Got the dub against the Vikings. Interesting stat, though. He, Justin Herbert became the second player in NFL history to pass for 400 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and a completion rate of 85% or higher in a single game. So the Justin Herbert Kellen Moore experiment is paying off. Look, and I still think there's a lot of upside on this offense. I think there's a lot more that can be gleaned. So let's look at uh, the actual pass chart. I think it's pretty interesting when you look at it. And again, if you look at it from last season when we had Joe Dumbardi running our offense, a lot of that was at the line, right? There were five-yard bombs for the most part. We are driving the ball downfield. Uh, we are, you know, throwing to the edges. Um, again, the concern I have there, that's, that's uh, you know, not as much as I would like to see. I would like to see also more in the middle of the field. Again, we are noticeably we are playing to the edges, right? So the, the problem with that is if I'm a defense, I look at that and go, okay, great. Play to the right and the left side. Don't worry about the middle as much, right? So let them beat us in the middle. So you can change some things around defensively. I mean, I'm kind of just, I'm just a YouTuber, but I could look at that and go, okay, they're not doing much in the middle of the field as far as throwing the ball is concerned. Uh, that's something that I think Kellen Moore and Justin Herbert need to sit down and fix. Again, something's going to happen moving forward. But I am liking, you know, to see what what's going on here. We are seeing some really nice, you know, distribution of the ball. And again, he balled out. You all know that. We all witnessed it together. It was amazing. This man balled out as well, Keenan Allen. I swear, I love what he did out there. Now, it was interesting to me, you know, afterwards, uh, there was a lot of discussions that he was essentially single covered the entire game, right? They didn't put any, they didn't double him up. They didn't really have a lot of safety help. Keenan Allen will beat um, man coverage, right? Bottom line, that's one thing Joe Jamardi talked about a lot in, you know, last year and also this year. And I was just, there's no way that Kellen Moore and Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert are not going to beat man coverage. Justin Herbert talked about it quite a bit at the end of the press conference. Look, and he did it. He did a great job. Uh, 215 yards, 45 or 49 receiving yards and a passing touchdown. Got the dub. Look, he looked amazing. I mean, statistics wise, absolutely balled out 215 yards and 18 receptions, folks. So again, a lot of really good things we could discuss here. Keenan Allen looked absolutely amazing. I mean, he's, he's set right now to have one of his best years ever, which is amazing and exciting all at the same time. And you'd have to sit back and say, okay, great. You know, the offensive line looked great. Um, again, the running game was very poor, but the offensive line looked absolutely amazing. Trey Pipkins is looking good. Rashawn Slater's looking good. Zion, Jamari, they're just getting better, giving tons of protection on Justin Herbert. Uh, interesting stat, too. He did get the ball out at, at the fastest amount of time possible. He was blitzed, I believe, 80% of the time, if I remember correctly. I was looking at a statistic on that. It was something like 80% 80 80 of the time he was actually blitzed. Let me see if I can find that. Um yeah, so oh, 82% of the time, folks. 82% of the there was pressure in his face the entire time, guys. And again, the, you got to also give it up to the offensive line. They did a great job of actually stopping the blitz and really doing a good job of just keeping pressure out of Herbert's face as best he could. But he did get the ball out the fastest time he has 
uh, this season. So he's making quick decisions, and that's going to be absolutely amazing moving forward. So that's the good, folks. Here's the bad. Um, it does look like Mike Williams will be out for this season. It is uh, heartbreaking. And he had such a great game, too, folks. He was, what, uh, seven receptions, 121 yards. You know, he's kind of the deep threat guy, right? So I'm a little nervous to see where this plays out. Josh Palmer needs to step up. Obviously, Gerald Everett has. Will need to set up. He, Gerald Everett really has been pretty quiet moving forward. But I think Gerald Everett, Josh Palmer, and Q will step into that role. I think there will be some distributions of balls moving forward. The interesting thing about this is I really think you could really use Gerald Everett more in the middle of the field. I think that's really what he's designed for. Uh, so I'm curious if they start using him a little more in that regard. But then we also got Q too, and we're getting Jalen Guyton back probably week five is what, at least what it looks like from what I'm hearing. So again, some of these other guys need to step up because we don't want Keenan Allen to be double teamed, right? You, 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 you double team Keenan Allen, that takes away our third down. So we'll see how that plays out moving forward. But again, this is such a blow for the Chargers and all Charger fans. I, I really wish him the best of luck. But all signs point to him not making it back this season. So let's talk about some bad. You know, folks, at the end of the day, again, um, I still see people saying fire Brandon Staley, fire Brandon Staley. Look, uh, going forward on fourth the way he did, you know, you know, I, I, I thought about this a lot last night because I, I had a lot of time to think about it. And I thought to myself, OK, how do I feel about Brandon Staley? Do I love the guy? Do I hate the guy? Man, a lot of people, even, you know, eighth or one of our you know guys that always is on our channel, loving Brandon Staley not happy with him, wants to get rid of him. You know, I think it does two things. One, um, you know, clearly Brandon Staley wanted to win with the ball in his hands. I, I Brandon Staley's done this a couple of times. I remember he did it last season as well, too. I cannot remember what game it was, but he was trying to get the offense going. It's like, oh, you know, they went for it, I think, on second. You know, it was like on like the 25 of our own end zone as well, too. And, and it was very risky. It paid out, worked well. And I think Brandon Staley, what he wanted to show is two things. One, confidence in the offense that they could go get that yard. But two, that the defense could make the stop if, if they did not convert, which they did not convert. But guys, it's so risky, especially when you're down 0-2, potentially going 0-3. Yes, you were up four points. Yes, they needed a touchdown. I understand the analytics. They had no timeouts. I get all that. But guys, come on. Thankfully, they did really bad clock management. They didn't have, they didn't, they didn't do anything correctly towards the end of the game. And we got that interception by K9 at the end of the game as well, too. But again, one of the things that I will say, it, it does show confidence in the offense and defense. That's a good thing. Keenan Allen said something very interesting, though. He said at the very end of the game, uh, yeah, it was a run play, you know. And again, Popper asked, you know, Herbert about it. He's like, yeah, I handed the ball up the middle. Uh, why didn't we do a quarterback sneak? Keenan Allen talked about this. You know, why didn't we just do what the what the Eagles do is where you have you know, Justin Herbert line up and then you have a running back just go in his back and just push him over that, that one yard line. Right. And again, that's not a penalty, right? That, that is a completely legal play. Why didn't we just do that? Keenan Allen said that they were pinching the middle. They were looking for the sneak. So I think they tried to do it that way. Now, the interesting thing is, is there was somebody completely open on the opposite side. So you could have faked the middle pitched it off to the right. Like you did with Darius Davis, I believe it was the game before uh, last, you know, it was last week could have worked out as well too. Either way, uh, that conversion did not work out, guys, but we still got the dub. I mean, look, it's just it breaks my heart. It's pretty scary. I want to talk about one other guy right here, too, uh, J.C. Jackson. He was a healthy scratch. Well, what the hell does that mean? Well, it means he was healthy, but he wasn't going to play. <laughs> uh, Brandon Staley clearly did not like what he saw with J.C. Jackson. I, I, I've been asking myself this question over and over again. Does he not fit in our system? I think the answer is definitely yes. He does not fit in Brandon Staley's system. 
Randy Staley brought him in to be the, the perfect man corner. He said this over and over again. Daniel Popper keeps beating up on Brandon Staley regarding this topic. And it's unfortunate because really J.C. Jackson has not worked out. So I'm going to track and monitor this during the week. I'm really curious. I do want to do some more thinking on this. What are your thoughts on J.C. Jackson? I just I tend to get a little confused in him, you know, moving forward. It's just a little odd. Now, another update as well, too. Derwin James has a hamstring injury. That's why he was not out there uh, towards the end of the game. I don't know what it is with these hamstrings. Clearly, we're not stretching them out, but hamstring injuries are not easy to come back from. Doesn't look too good. We'll track and monitor that as well, too. So Derwin James, hamstring injury. That's why he was not in the game. Um, the other conversation that I want to talk about right here, K-9 uh, is absolutely straight up balling out. And I'm just so impressed with this guy. He did a great job. Got a game ball from Brandon Staley. Looked absolutely amazing out there the entire time. I I can't say enough about his resiliency and his ability to just stick in there. He has taken so much criticism, even for my, myself, right? But, yo, he is stepping up. It would be so nice to get Kendricks next to him or even Dayon Henley, you know, somebody else out there as well. But again, I think if you put Kendricks out there with this guy right here, yo, the middle of our field is going to be absolutely amazing. So I'm excited this guy's doing great. You know, it's finally paying off for him and it's clicking. He got a game ball. Absolutely incredible. Love seeing this. And this this combination right here has been absolutely amazing as well. Bosa and Thule, you know, looking absolutely incredible out there on the line. They got Khalil Mack in that little, you know, backside here. You see a little tail end of Khalil Mack right here, right above my head. Uh, Anyways, you get it. But my point is that our that our defensive line is actually coming together really well. So, guys, I mean, I'm excited, right? I mean, things are looking good. Again, heartbreaker, folks. I mean, my my um, you know, my heart rate was jacked that entire time. So I'm a little bit like at that stage of holy smokes, holy smokes, we got the dub. Scary, scary nonetheless. Guys, Andrew Bolt Bros. See you guys in the next one.